This is WrestleZone Radio, presented by WrestleZone.com. Find us on iTunes. Hey, Josh, are you there? Uh, yeah, Ross, I've been here for six minutes. You're, you're the best. That's why you are the GOAT. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. Let's, uh, let's just get going here. Uh, I apologize uh, to everybody with a little technical difficulties here as we're already up in Canada. But, uh, Josh, why don't you bring us up to speed on some of the uh, latest news? Uh, hello again, everyone. I hope everyone's having a great afternoon. Uh, we're just a few hours away now from Under Pressure tonight on Impact at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. You're going to see basically a pay-per-view on television tonight. That's the way Busted Open Radio talked about it earlier this morning uh, when they had Don Callis on their show live. Uh, we have a world championship match. Austin Aries goes one-on-one with Pentagon for the first time ever in a one-on-one match. The Knockouts Championship is on the line. Sue Young versus Allie in a last rights match, uh, only the second last rights match ever. Brian Cage versus Desmond Xavier, the winner of that, earns a future X Division Championship match. Scott Steiner and Eli Drake will go one-on-one. Uh, Madison Rain goes one-on-one with our guest on the teleconference this week, Tessa Blanchard. Uh, so that's uh, two incredible knockouts matches, some championship matches, and some matches with championship implications. Uh, Ross mentioned that he's up in Toronto. He's getting ready for the press conference that will happen live this coming Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern at Real Sports in Toronto. Um, public is more than welcome to come and hang out and watch this press conference. There's going to be some um, news items that come up in that press conference that you won't be able to get anywhere else. And also, Ross is inviting all of you, the members of the press, to be a part of this um, press conference. All you have to do is record your question on your phone and then email it to Ross. Uh, So just the person that you're asking the question to, the talent that will be there at the press conference will be Austin Aries, Moose, um, uh, Madison Rain, and uh, a few others will be there. I'll be there. um, And you can ask your question uh, about Slammiversary uh, that happens live on Sunday, July 22nd. Um, and that tele- that press conference will be, again, this Monday at Real Sports in Toronto. Information is at impactwrestling.com. We have our tapings this weekend in Windsor. Uh, tickets are still available for our tapings on Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday is Zero Fear, which is a one-night-only taping. Uh, and that one-night-only will air on GWN, I believe, on June 15th, which is a Friday night. Um, so Zero Fear takes place Sunday in partnership with Destiny World Wrestling. Again, impactwrestling.com is your place to go for all of that information. So a lot that I just downloaded to everyone. That's what's happening uh, tonight on Impact and then, of course, over the course of the weekend and then Monday as we get ready for Slammiversary on the 22nd. Um, so with that being said, Ross, I'll answer some questions now. All right. We're going to only go just a couple minutes, then we're going to get right to uh, Tessa. So, uh at this point, if you have questions strictly for Josh. Hi, Josh. This is DQ uh, with V2 Wrestling out of the UK and the Impact Launch podcast here in the United States. So a question was asked of Don Callis last week by, um, by my partner, and we didn't really get a clear answer, so I'm going to throw it at you as well. Um, one of the really enjoyable things about watching Twitch, uh, the shows that, that they're heavily moderated, um, is there any plans going forward to, to moderate other channels such as YouTube and Facebook, where, where some fans are actually, you know, kind of afraid to engage because they, they, um, some of the negativity they might come across on there. 
I'm not sure I understand the question. You're saying that our Twitch channel is heavily moderated and you it's heavily to... right. It's heavily moderated. So if there's people in there with ill intent, you know, they're kicked out fairly quickly. Obviously on a platform like Twitter, you can't block, you don't want to block that's bad business, but there's, you know, platforms like Facebook and YouTube, you know, you, you can ban people who are specifically, specifically there to cause problems. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, it's, you, you know, it's customer service 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I think we'll get there with moderating those other platforms, but I just don't think right now we have the, um, I guess it would be the manpower to have somebody in there moderating uh, each and every comment on every platform, you know, all throughout the day. It's, it's, you know, I do that on my own social platforms, right? You delete comments and things like that. Um, it's just harder to keep an eye on that, you know, having like a watchdog uh, 24 seven, but it's a good, it's a good thought because it, you know, you do want uh, positive comments in there and people talking about the, the good things that are happening. So I, I agree with you. Hey, Tessa, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com here. I'm really interested to hear the uh, negotiation process with Impact Wrestling. How did that get started? Ross, you had asked that question to Tessa. Do you want to uh, have him get back in the queue, or would you like me to be done now? Um, oh, apo- apologies for that. I just uh, hopped on a little late. That's okay. I can, I, can, yeah. I can deliver a question to Josh instead. I would love to. What do you want uh, Josh, I know there have been some regime changes, but you've been a constant there. Have your roles adjusted with each regime change that you've been through? Um, yes and no. Um, you know, with the with the addition of Anthem, there's there's more people, and and that's a good thing. <laughs> um, you know, when it was uh, with Dixie, it, when people left, we didn't necessarily replace them, so I would just do their jobs at that point. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, I'm doing 45 different things, but I like that in the sense that I, I know every department of the company, I know what's happening in, in each area. And, you know, I always say, I never know what I'm going to do on any given day. When I wake up, it's always something different. Today was dealing with anniversary tickets and, and the delivery of those. Um, so, you know, for me, it's fun and, you know, it's all the wrestling business, right? So I get to uh, talk to creative and talk to Sanjay every day and, talk to Kevin Sullivan in production every day. I deal with Ross more than I would like to. So um, changes, um, I mean, I don't know, I guess so. When I was hired here, I was hired to, to be the play-by-play announcer, and, and now I do a lot more than that. So uh, evolution, I think, is, is a better word than change. Thank you. Well, Josh, I know your, uh, your day is busy. Uh, head up to Canada. We look forward to seeing you. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll buy you a cup of coffee when you get up here. Thanks, Ross. I will uh, see you tomorrow. I like Bailey's in my coffee, by the way. Shocking. Bye. All right. Well, with that said, let me uh, move along and welcome our super special guest for today, uh, Tessa Blanchard. Welcome to the Impact Wrestling Media Teleconference. I have to open up your line here, Tessa. Give me one second. All right. Tessa, you there. I'm here. Thank you so much. I, you know, I owe you an apology. Thank you very much. We're, we're so excited to talk to you. Uh, there's a, a wide variety of questions. 
Um, but let me just ask you your thoughts uh, joining Impact Wrestling. Um, so far, I really, really love it. Um, you know, the girls in the locker room are all super competitive. Uh, they're all very, very talented. So it's a cool locker room to be a part of. Everyone in the back gets along. Everyone wants the best for each other. Everyone pushes each other to be the best that they can be. Uh, the producers are all very, very brilliant. Um, I love working with Gail Kim and Jimmy Jacobs. They have really great minds for wrestling. Um, so it's cool to learn from them. Uh, overall, it's just been a really great experience so far. You, you bring up uh, the, the whole locker room, but that is a loaded knockouts locker room. And th there are countless of them. There, there's probably eight without question that any night could be the knockouts champion. Um, Quickly, uh, before we get to questions, how do you size up the locker room? What do you mean? I mean, you, you, you have yourself, you have Ty, you have obviously Madison Rain, who's been a, a five-time champion. And that has even mentioned Allie and Rosemary and Sue Young and Kira Hogan. Um, there's a lot of talent in that locker room. Oh, without a doubt. Um you know, I've gotten to share the ring with Kira so far, and tonight I share the ring with Madison Rain, um, who has a long history at Impact. <coughs> Apologies, I have this cough I'm trying to get over. Um, but, you know, like I said, the women in the locker room, they're very talented. They're very gifted. I sat on commentary for Taya versus Kiera, and those are two of some of the hardest-hitting uh, hardest women in professional wrestling right now. Um so I don't take anything away from that. You know, they're all very, very talented. They're great. They have the looks. They're, they're strong. They're this and they're that. And the one thing that none of them are is Tessa Blanchard. And I think that I bring a whole new dynamic to the Impact Knockouts locker room. Uh, so it's very, very exciting to shake things up. All righty. Well, with that said, we will move along to the media questions. Media, I ask, uh, as always, please, one question and one question alone. Identify yourself and your media outlet. And please don't get back in line until we give you the heads up so we can uh, try to get to everybody's question today and uh, a limited time uh, teleconference today. Hi, Tessa. It's James Walsh over at the Wrestling Epicenter. If you'd like to ask a question... Please press 1 to add yourself. Your request has been received. Priya, it's going to be about uh, your decision to come to Impact. It seems like as us dirt sheet writers go, we've been reporting on the potential of you going to Impact since before Bound for Glory, and now finally it's happened. What was the process involved with coming on board with Impact Wrestling, and what made the timing right to make that decision to do so? Um, I think that everything happens for the right reasons at the right time. And <clears throat> with Impact, uh, I think that they've been making strides over the past maybe 10, 12 months. And they've got some of the hottest free agents out there, and they've locked them down, such as Brian Cage, Pentagon, Phoenix, Phantasma, um, Taya, just some of, some of the best that are out there. And so I thought it'd be – you know, what better place than to have Tessa Blanchard go to Impact Wrestling, right? And um, since I've been there, it's been, sorry, I'm eating. Um, since I've been there, it's been, it's been an adjustment. It's been interesting. It's been fun. It's been, it's been, it feels right. Let me, go, let me say that. Like, uh, 
no matter what decision I make, I usually go with my gut. And in this time, like it just, it felt right. Excellent. Thank you. Jim Barcelona, MiamiHerald.com. Tessa, just what it's like having the family background and the lineage there. And just talk about if any of the family, either your uh, step, let's see, either Tully or Magnum TA has given you any advice. Um, a lot of people ask me this, actually. <clears throat> a lot of people ask me if it's different having uh, a family background or being generational in wrestling. They ask me if it's hard having my dad, my stepdad, my grandpa all be in the business and to carry on their legacy or if that adds extra stress on me or extra weight on my shoulders. And, uh, you know, it does and it doesn't, um, you know, my dad was an original four horseman. He is a WWE hall of famer, but also, you know, that's been my dad since I was born. You know, that's always been dad to me. Um, he's always been hard on me. He's always expected the best of me. He's always pushed me to be the best that I can be because he knows what I'm capable of and he believes in me that much. Um, and I say that pressure that it adds, that weight that it adds on my shoulders, I use it to motivate me um, because I have huge respect for my grandpa, my dad, my stepdad, and I never want to disappoint them. I always want to carry on our family name with dignity and with respect, but also forge my own path at the same time. So it's all a huge blessing. Thank you. You may now ask your question. Hi, Tessa. This is Nick Hausman from WrestleZone.com. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Hey, how are you? Good. Um, I just was going to ask kind of as a follow-up to that. Um, you are a legacy talent. There's a couple other legacy names out on the uh, pro wrestling scene at the moment. Are there any other legacy talents that you've maybe bonded with or that you'd like to see alongside you in Impact Wrestling? Sure. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people ask me, like, uh, what's a dream match for me? And I always say, like, Natalia or Charlotte because those two women I have huge respect for. And Natty is the only other third-generational woman that I know of. Um, so it'd be really cool to share the ring with her. Um, Rachel Ellering is very talented. Her and I have shared the ring a few times. Um, she's great. She's super talented. Uh, I think there's a lot of great generational talents out there. Um, not as many women as there is males, I believe. Uh, but it's cool when I get to share the ring with them because it's kind of like a throwback for us. Like, uh, view into like it's cool to like think of oh our, our dads were here our whoever was here and then where we are now it's kind of cool to relate the two cool thank you very much Tessa muted hi Tessa my name is Stephanie from Theatre Magazine in UK how are you today I'm good how are you very fine um, one of the great thing I love about you is the fact that you're one of the very few women to do intergender matches. Uh, and I love that. Um, can you can you tell tell us most about these matches, how you enjoy them, and the, the opponents you appreciated to wrestle in these intergender matches? Thank you, Tessa. I'm sorry, could you repeat that one more time? 
Uh, I was asking you about intergender. I was asking you about intergender matches. Yes. Because you are one of the very few women uh, to do some, and uh, wanted to have your opinion on it, uh, your preferred matches, uh, to share that with us. Thank you. Um. Intergender wrestling. I actually, I love intergender wrestling. I think there's a way to do it. I think if it's done the right way, then it's a very beautiful form of art. Um, I've had some of my favorite matches against men. I've fought Brian Cage, A.R. Fox, David Starr, uh, Tracy Williams last week. Um, some, of, some of my most favorite matches have been against guys. Uh, in Mexico, me and Flamita tagged against Bandito Jr., who's absolutely amazing, and Lacey Lane. Um, so, yeah, some of my most favorite matches have been against men. I think that the way that men think uh, in matches, their speed, their timing, their agility, most of them, um, it's, it kind of forces me to step my game up in the ring. It forces me to hit a little harder, move a little faster, think a little bit quicker on my feet. And so I think that's why in the past four years, I've gotten to where I am today also mentally in, in wrestling. And I have that mental strength because I've shared the ring with some of the best men in the industry, in my opinion. And it's forced me to step up my game all around. Hey Tessa, how are you doing? This is uh, Adik Fear representing Egotolo Channel from Israel. How are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, first of all, I want to say that I think your debut at Redemption uh, was one of the biggest uh, things at the pay-per-view and uh, I wish you all the best at Impact. Okay. Um, uh, you're welcome, you deserve it. Uh, my question is, uh, if you close your eyes for a moment and uh, think of your dream match for the first time, uh, your dream match from this uh, women roster for the Impact Women Championship, who do you think is going to be your opponent and uh, why? Well, if I'm going just up the Impact roster currently, I think... Yeah. Well, Sue Young just won the title. Um, and she, I've shared the ring with her before. Uh, I think actually we have the same amount of wins and losses against each other. Um, and she's a very hard hitting, very creepy talent. So it'd be, it'd be cool to fight her for the knockouts championship. But honestly, what I'm hoping is that Madison rain gets her shot at that knockouts championship. She wins it from Sue young. And then I get to beat the living crap out of Madison rain, much like I'm planning to do tonight, but It'd be cool to beat her for the knockout championship. Great. Thank you very much. Hey, Tessa, how are you doing? This is Jeff from the High Spot Podcast and HighSpotPodcast.com. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Jeff? Good. Uh, you were talking about Madison Rain. Just talk about you know sizing your your opponent and what you uh, what your game plan will be with her, and just uh, you know maybe a little scouting report on her and uh, your thoughts on her as a as a performer. Um, 
<clears throat> it's no it's no secret like Madison Rain's talented. You know, she's been knockout champion countless times. Uh, she's been the best of the best in locker room countless times. Um, but what I'm I'm a little bit annoyed about is Madison Rain showed up. She sat behind the commentator's table with her husband and probably found a babysitter for her kid at home. Um, you know, she sat there, sat there during my match. And then after I beat Kiera Hogan, Madison decided to get in the ring and interrupt what I had going on. You know, I'm there to make a statement. I'm there because I believe in myself. I've traveled the world. I've beaten some of the best of the best. And therefore, I think I am the best. All right. I came to impact for that knockout championship. And I'm going to go through every single knockout if I have to, to get it. But the fact that Madison Rain helped herself to get in the ring and then interrupt that, that's where I have my problem. You know, she, she came at me from behind, pushed me out of the way, and proceeded to do whatever the hell she did. And it really, really irritated me. Um, so honestly, tonight, I just can't wait to get my hands on her and show her, like, Tessa Blanchard ain't nobody, ain't nobody to mess with. Thank you, Tessa. Well, then, Tessa, I should uh, apologize for having uh, Josh on the call earlier. Hello. How are you? Hello? Hello, Tessa. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com here. I'm curious, uh, is your deal with Impact Wrestling a long-term one, or do you uh, have a little bit more freedom than maybe you would have had you signed there a couple years ago? Um, I'm actually not under contract of any kind right now. Um, we're actually in negotiations right now. So no matter what people say online, believe of half of what you see, half of what you read, and that's all I have to say about that. Thank you. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, if you had the chance to create a four women's table in Impact, who would you want as your stable mate? Pardon? Uh, if you... Tessa, it's, it's very difficult to hear the question, but I think he, he's asking you, if you could create a stable of wrestlers within Impact, who would you want within your stable? Honestly, I have no interest in creating a stable of any kind. Um, like I said, I'm there for one reason, and that's to come after the Knockouts Championship, and that's not going to come from having people on my side. I can do it on my own, and if I have to run through the entire Knockouts locker room, former Knockouts champion like Madison Rain, then I'll do so on my own. Hi, Tessa. David Dunn with the New Zealand Pro Wrestling Informer here. Um, as someone who was sort of you know, born into the wrestling business, you know, your father, your stepfather, your grandfather all involved, did you first discover pro wrestling as a fan of the sport, or was it always, you know, this is, this is what my family does for a job? Uh, actually, before wrestling came into my life, or like before I decided that I'd like to pursue it myself, I always wanted to do musical theater. I had a dream of being on Broadway one day. Um, and then in 2012, when my dad was inducted into the Hall of Fame, me and my uh, brothers and sisters, we all went to Miami that weekend for WrestleMania. 
and I saw my dad get inducted and uh, just seeing the crowd for the Four Horsemen and just being in that environment, uh, maybe that's what planted the seed for me. And then uh, fast forward to when I turned 18, I moved out, lived on my own for a year, didn't really have much contact with my family for this year, and I decided to find a wrestling school. I had a lot of personal stuff going on, uh, and I found this wrestling school, and I showed up one day. I said, hey, I want to be a professional wrestler, and it kind of took on a life of its own from there, and over the past four, four and a half years, I've just been traveling the world, um, training as hard as I can, bettering myself in wrestling, in the ring, out of the ring, as much as I can, because for me, I always wanted to motivate and to inspire people. And it just so happens that God gave me the platform of professional wrestling to hopefully do that for someone. Hi, Tessa Lewis here from the Tap Down Wrestling Podcast Network. Good to be talking to you today. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing good, thank you. I had a question. You recently went up one-on-one with Kayla Hogan. Curious to know your opinion uh, about Kara Hogan, and do you feel you may be meeting her down the line for the knockouts title? Well, uh, Kara Hogan is very talented. She moves quickly. She has a great look. She's hard-hitting. She believes in herself. Uh, It's very cute, actually. Um, But, you know, I've already beat Kara Hogan, so... If she were to ever get the knockouts championship, then I feel like I would have that one in the bag. Hopefully that answers your question. Okay. Thank you very much. Tessa, we're going to go to an email question from Mark who writes in, what you just said about musical theater, just curious, what is your all-time favorite musical and what is your all-time favorite musical song? Ah, uh, that's tough. See, I have maybe two favorite musicals. I have maybe three favorite musicals. Les Miserables, The Phantom of the Opera, and Wicked. Those are my top three favorites, I think. Favorite song? I don't know. Maybe something from Phantom of the Opera. All right, and just a follow-up from media. If you did have a second question... You can get back in queue now. Hi, Tess. This is BQ from B2 Wrestling in the Impact Lounge podcast. I personally feel that the knockouts division is a world-class uh, division. You were recently on the Busted Open radio show, and uh, a question was – well, a statement was made that you perhaps would have to dumb down your style to be part of the knockouts. I don't think it was a malicious comment by any means, but I think it shows that there's a lot of people really sleeping on the division – do you think uh, 2018 could be the year that, you know, the knockouts division is now in the same breath as uh, some of these other uh, divisions, women's division? I don't think that – I think when they made that comment, I don't think they made it in a negative way. I think it was interpreted very differently because I remember getting a few tweets about it afterwards. Okay. Um, I think that the women in the locker room – are very talented. I think that their ability is greater than they even know that it is. Um, and the fact that I'm in impact now, I think changes everything up. I think it shakes everything up. I think that 
the matches that I'm going to be having with some of these women are going to be absolutely phenomenal. And I think that I think it, it's thrown me off a little bit because that comment was taken in such a negative light. And I don't think that that's how it was meant at all. Um, I don't think that I have to dumb down my style. If anything, I think that I, I'm going to bring other women up to my style because they're capable of that. And without me even in the mix, some of them are capable of that. And the fact that I'm there now, let's just say, and I don't want to say too much, but let's just say things are about to get very, very, very interesting. All right. Thank you. Jim Barcelo, MiamiHerald.com. Uh, Tessie, you mentioned Miami being there for the Hall of Fame and that whole festivity, that WrestleMania weekend. I'm just curious, what are your thoughts of the Four Horsemen, and do you think we could ever see a Four Horse Women with Tessa Blanchard and maybe down the road somewhere sometime with Charlotte Flair? Um, <laughs> I have huge, huge respect, all bias aside, for the Four Horsemen. My dad, Arn, JJ, Barry, Rick, they've all been huge influences to me personally and professionally. Um, I think that they're one of the greatest factions of all time, all bias aside. I think my dad and Arn were one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Um, I watch that, that era of wrestling. I watch it a lot for inspiration and to study tape. Um, because around that time, I think everything was very realistic. Everything was very aggressive, very intense. And I want to portray that style through my work. Um, and I do everything I can to study and to train to hopefully do that. Um, as far as the four horse women, uh, it's a very interesting dynamic because they have the MMA four horse women, they have the WWE four horse women and, um, you know, it'd be cool to be a part of it one day, but I believe everything happens for a reason, and I think you should just wait and see. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, this is Jeff Martin again from High Spot Podcast uh, and HighSpotPodcast.com. Um, talking about uh, you saying 2014 when you didn't get signed by WWE and you wouldn't be the person you are today, you know, without the experiences that you've that you've had now, what what's one experience that you take into Impact Wrestling now that's really stuck with you uh, since 2014 that you've uh, that you've learned from? Um, going actually back to that comment when I said that, I think I literally think that some some of you guys take one one thing that I say and make it into something completely different than what I meant. Like because online it's like Tessa's heartbroken, Tessa's this, Tessa. No guys, calm down for a second. When I didn't get signed by WWE, it was it was hard for me. I was heartbroken, I guess, in a sense. But uh, what I mean by I wouldn't be the person or the woman that I am today is because... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting over this call. Um, when I didn't get signed to WWE, I remained on the independent circuit. I traveled. I went to China. I spent three weeks in China, got to be a part of the very first ever women's match to ever be televised in history in China. Nobody can take that away from me. I got to do two tours of Japan. Um, the second tour of Japan, I, I believe that I discovered who I'm meant to be in the ring. That's when my hair, my gear, my moveset, 
the way I move, the way I think, everything changed that second tour of Japan. I wouldn't have gotten to do that if I was signed by WWE at the time. I got to do three months in Canada just traveling and went all up and down the Maritimes, worked 27 nights in a row, one of them. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten to do that if I was signed by WWE at the time. I got to go to the UK and work for What Culture Pro Wrestling in one of my favorite matches of all time where me and Ricochet wrestled uh, Will Ospreay and Dee Priestley. Uh, I learned so much in that one match. And I wouldn't have gotten to do that if I was signed by WWE at the time. I've uh, gotten to wrestle Brian Cage, David Starr, A.R. Fox, Tony Storm, um, Candice LeRae and I have had some amazing, Crazy Mary, uh, girls who actually are signed now. But I've gotten to have some of these, Mia Yim even, I've gotten to have some of these matches that I've genuinely, genuinely learned from. Um, and I wouldn't have gotten to do that if I was in WWE at the time because they were also on the independents. I've gotten to travel, have these experiences, get the crap pay, work my way up, set up the rings, set up the chairs, travel the 14 hours there and back without a hotel, sleeping in my car. I've gotten to do all that to really have this newfound respect, and I wouldn't have gotten to do that if I was in WWE at the time. So these life experiences, these personal experiences through wrestling, uh, if I was signed at that time, I would, and my whole entire path would be different. Who I am today would be different. If you change even one variable, something would be different. And so I'm very, very blessed for things to have played out the way they have through the hardships, the good times, the bad times, the trials, the tribulations. God's been on my side. And I'm very, very thankful for the way that everything has played out this far. Thank you. Hey, Tessa, this is Dick Field from Israel again. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Uh, you had some, some experience at Lucha Underground. And uh, as you came to Impact Wrestling, I think it's been uh, a soft landing for you because you know some of the roster. Uh, some of the roster. How do you think the, the partnership of Impact with Lucha Underground affects on, uh, on Impact in the wrestling world? Um, honestly, I have no idea. I had a great time at Lucha Underground. It's a very special environment, very special crowd. The office has been nothing but good to me, regardless of what people say. The office has been nothing but good to me. I <clears throat> I suffered an injury uh, two years ago at Lucha Underground. Uh, broke my collarbone actually very severely. And that was my last time at Lucha Underground. Uh, but they had been nothing but good to me. As far as the partnership that they have, you know, they have some really, really great talent in Phantasma, Drago, Aerostar, Penta, Phoenix. You know, they're all some of the best in the freaking world. Um, so it benefits both of them, I believe. But other than that, I don't really have much of a comment on it. All righty, Tessa, but with that question, we will wrap it up. Uh, a little short this week, uh, Media, I apologize. We'll get, we'll get you back next week with another uh, superstar. But, Tessa, I got to ask you, finally, uh, you, your, your floor, a final thought, big, big match tonight and uh, heading into the weekend up in Windsor, Ontario. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm very, very excited for tonight. I'm going in super confident. Um, you know, Madison Rain, she interrupted me. 
she got in the mix of what I had going on. I'm making a statement and she interrupted me and, you know, she's going to have to answer for that tonight. Um, so I'm very, very confident, very excited going in, very focused. Uh, as far as tapings this week in Windsor, I'm looking forward to it immensely. There's a few matchups I already have in my head that I really want to happen. Um, but I'm going in very excited, very aggressive, very focused. All righty. Well, with that, I appreciate everybody. Media, I appreciate you. Tessa, I will see you uh, tomorrow in Windsor. Awesome. See you there, Ross. You got it. Thanks, everybody.